0: Welcome to the Big Fucking Feelings Podcast, a show on how to use psychology to process your emotions, train your brain, and deal with being a human. And now, me, your host, psychology major, corporate badass, and certified life coach, Michelle Kevill. Hi, everyone. I hope you are doing well today. And if you're not, well, at least you're here. (laughs) So... Today, I'm super excited to be talking about perfectionism. I think it links really well with the other episodes around people-pleasing and workaholism and was the absolute bane of my existence, leading me to find this work, and I'll likely do more episodes on this and how it affects different areas like work, family, etc., So I originally thought I was just a perfectionist at work. No. (laughs) Once you start to do this work, you start to realize that it is in everything that I do and in every aspect from cleaning relationships to family and more. So perfectionism, it's typically viewed as a positive trait. And I still hear it in interviews even like I even use this myself and the fact is there's no such thing as healthy perfectionism at its core perfectionism is just setting unrealistic standards for yourself and is a reflection of internalized anxiety and a really shitty coping mechanism seriously brains are so smart but they're also really really dumb now Perfectionism isn't like goal setting, where you set a goal that is slightly out of reach, that you have to work towards, you achieve it, you're proud, you celebrate, and then you work to you know, keep moving on. The perfectionist standard is ridiculous and it is purposefully out of reach, so you always feel bad about yourself for never meeting your goals and. Even, even if you meet that goal, you will see flaws, failures, and the bar will very, very quickly move on. A perfect example of this for me is when me and my partner finally bought a house together in Sydney, which it's up there in the list of one of the most expensive places in regards to the housing market, um, especially right now, if you're listening to this in June 2021 it is going insane at the moment the market so I remember once we you know the house was officially you know ours and even the week that we moved in like me and my partner me especially I was absolutely livid I was so so happy and so excited and so proud and after a few hours of being in the new home The first thing my mind said was, yeah, but you don't own it, you're still paying off a mortgage. And I kid you not, I was like, you bitch. I was like, what? Are you serious? Are we going to really keep moving the bar that much? It completely dismissed everything else. And I know that this may upset some people and sound extremely selfish. Because I understand that at the moment, the housing market, it's very, very, very challenging. But the reason I'm giving you this example is to just demonstrate how horrible perfectionism can be. My perfectionism doesn't have any moral or even real world standards. That's why it is a trap. It's like, no, 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 you can't be happy here. We're going to move the bar again. Like even if... $5 million was given in my lap. I know over time my brain would get used to it and find something new to push myself towards. That's why, shocking news, people who have a lot of money also have a lot of problems. Because again, we just take our unmanaged mind to different circumstances The money doesn't change anything. A circumstance doesn't actually change how you are thinking. And coming around full circle, it's the same with this. Getting a house is a massive achievement. And with a managed mind, I've been really been able to appreciate this. But before it was just like, nope, we can't be happy. The bar has now changed to... Having the house paid off completely. And then when it eventually, whatever, gets paid off, then that'll just change again. It's like, oh, but the house doesn't look a certain way. And this person's house is like so much nicer. It's just my brain constantly changing the bar. And that's what perfectionism ultimately is. And I'm giving this example to show you how unrealistic it is. And... Some people also think that, you know, potentially aiming for those ridiculous standards, you know, it makes you work harder. It doesn't. It holds you back from getting output done, expanding, growing, and fucking celebrating the wins in your life. So before I get into the details around that, I want to go through how it's developed over time and some of the background history around it. So it's been said to correlate with anxiety. And also, if you were found to have high standards set and or criticism by your parents or caregivers during childhood, including extreme praise for your work and performance. Again, like my last episode, this isn't to rat out our parents or have a pity party for ourselves. I actually think this is a very social issue. So if you go back to my episodes around workaholism, as a society, we have such a focus on output and the hustle, making money, doing something with our lives that fits in with societal norms. It makes complete sense that as human beings, we would then internalize this and pass it down to our kids and praise our kids for doing a good job and setting those high standards, which also links in with people-pleasing, and self-worth. The way I see it is there is this absorbed message that's passed down from generation to generation that working, creating output is really important and setting those high standards and doing well in work, school, etc. is good. Now, there's nothing wrong with having goals, but When we're setting really unrealistic expectations for ourselves, but we think they're realistic and then potentially setting that for others and then being absorbed, you know, as a kid getting that message that that is normal, it's just passing down perfectionism, really. And perfectionism is just a really shitty coping mechanism. It really provides a fake sense of control and protection because you're never happy with the output And always finding something to change. As in, you know, this piece of work has to be absolutely perfect to your standards before it can be sent out. And then maybe the deadline hits and it's not perfect and you potentially have a meltdown. Because if we think the work is perfect, then we will be safe. We will not be eaten by the bear or expelled from the group but it never is. Something is always being picked up. Something is always changing. And God forbid you got feedback on that piece of work. I'm using work as an example because that's just my history in this. You feel like it's such a personal attack. You've put so much effort into this. And for someone to give some critical feedback, it can really be a blow to our self-esteem and self-value. And I honestly believe perfectionism permeates like all aspects of our lives, which is why from this, I'll actually be doing more episodes around the different areas, such as cleaning, family, even one on my specific role, actually. So I'm an analyst And I see a lot of perfectionists in this industry. I actually think it naturally attracts perfectionists, myself included. Because as an analyst, you need to be accurate. And that feeds in so well to perfectionistic tendencies. And perfectionism, in my view, can do a few things. Either, either you never get anything done because your perfectionistic high standards hold you back. So that piece of work never gets done. Nothing ever goes out and you just give up. Or the other thing is that you are setting the bar so high, you're constantly trying to meet it, but you're burnt out. Like you're working late into the night to meet these ridiculous standards. And ultimately, as we know in the other episodes, if you're burning out, you're activating your limbic system more you're not activating that prefrontal cortex, you're actually not going to be getting the best work out. Another example is take cleaning. So you go to say, clean the bathroom and you're like, all right, I'm going to like wipe down vanity, clean the toilet. And then all of a sudden you just keep finding more things to clean. You're like, oh wait, the bathroom is dirty. Oh, look at the mold around the rim and then you just it. then you've been there for hours cleaning this bathroom noticing all these small things that you didn't notice before things that aren't meeting your standard and for you to feel comfortable again you have to do those but ultimately and look again you can do whatever you want you want to clean your bathroom to your heart's content go ahead But ultimately if you've gone in saying, okay, I only want to clean the bathroom for like 30 minutes and you're cleaning it for hours or, and apply that to the whole house, is that what you want? Is that what you want to live? Or do you want to spend some of that time doing other things? And that's not a judgment by the way, because I love cleaning. (laughs) I love, I watch cleaning TikTok. It is great. But I set myself such high standards that I wouldn't have been able to keep that up Plus, do my life coaching work on the side. And ultimately, I just don't want to sit with some of the uncomfortableness that will occur if my ridiculous standards aren't met. It's a really bad protection mechanism from our brain. So, even though it causes all these other problems like spending way too much time on one thing that isn't going to give you that much personal growth or space, it's like, well, we're going to keep doing it because it means I'm right and it's been protecting me for so long and no bears are going to eat us. Because remember, our brains hate being wrong. It has worked so hard, especially in early childhood years, on practiced and connected neurons and thought patterns to keep us safe. And now you're going in wanting to potentially rewire it. Ew brain is like no don't do that that requires effort please this this code this old way of thinking this has been helping can we please not change it you potentially might die don't do that and god forbid on top of this you do have people pleasing because you're looking at the work it's never perfect you're trying to please people you're taking on more work you're overworking to try and meet those standards and then kind of tapping into workaholism And then getting yourself into a fight or flight state, again, activating the limbic system, not your prefrontal cortex and producing subpar work, not from a lack of trying, but because you're fucking exhausted and you use it to also buffer away from your current self, that work, that workaholism. If you look, if you model all that out, the thoughts, the feelings, the actions and the results, like it's a loop. It just keeps proving itself and we just keep doing this loop. So how do we tackle it? Firstly, we need to ask ourselves why we're doing this. We need to do a thought download. I always ask myself why? Why do things need to be perfect? What am I making this mean about myself? you keep doing that, you'll see that it usually comes back down to your self-worth or value, or even you're just using it as a tool for buffering. Perfectionism also feeds greatly into buffering, as it forces you to continue working on something and also run away from the uncomfortable feelings that you have with your negative thoughts. You need to get those negative thoughts out, do a model, and work out what you actually want to do instead. How do you want to feel? What actions do you want to take? And what results do you want to get? And on top of that, the name of the podcast, you need to embrace your feelings. So when you're on a perfectionist role, you'll know this (laughs) because you're feeling wired. You're a little bit frantic and you're starting to kind of notice the anxiety build. Sit with the feelings. Notice the sensations in your body. Go back to episode two. Two, I think. (laughs) Once you start to get more comfortable with sitting with these negative feelings with your old thoughts, you also need to do what I call exposure therapy. And this isn't a new thing. Like the idea behind it is that if a person, for example, has a phobia of spiders, you wouldn't give them a spider. You wouldn't just put a spider in their hand. That is extremely traumatic. What you would do is maybe as a start, show them a picture of a spider and then build it up from there. Same thing with perfectionism, and really anywhere when you want to take new actions that is going to make you feel uncomfortable. Because at the end of the day, we're also all human. Our brains are going to scream at us for certain actions. So if you can't do that gold star action or result... You can at least get yourself started with something that's only going to make you mildly uncomfortable and then build it up from there. For example, say to send, typically what you would do, hypothetically, you you spend seven hours working on a report before you send it out. For you to only spend, say, one hour or what your other colleagues do, just something more realistic, you might be mortified. Your limbic brain will just think you're going to be exiled forever. But maybe spending five hours on it only gets you mildly anxious. As in, it's kind. we're kind of doing this not to avoid it completely, but just to get you on a roll, to get you to start kind of challenging those negative thoughts, working with your limbic system, like little baby steps. So what I would do, for example, is I usually like to work on presentations for like on it myself until it met my standard, then I would like show my boss. But then what I would do is I would just half that and I was like, all right, I'd openly, you know, tell my boss, hey, this is a draft, etc. I did not want to go in with this, but it was kind of like meeting a limbic system halfway or meeting the negative thought halfway and at least got me started to enact the actions of my new intentional model. And then you can just build it up from there. Another area, for example, is I typically overworked. So I would typically not leave the office until 7, 7.30, sometimes 8 o'clock. My partner would always be like, no, we're leaving at 5 p.m. That was way too hard for me. Like I could not fathom leaving at 5 p.m. So, okay, I decided I was going to take baby steps and I'd leave at 7.30, you know, and then I would just gradually increase it. Because your limbic system will start to see that it's not that bad. So then I ended up pulling it back to about five thirty, six 6 o'clock over a couple of months. And I was really proud of myself because I was working slowly, doing those baby steps. The limbic system realized that I'm not going to die. And it starts to get you out of that perfectionist mindset. And this exact scenario, I want you, if you are a person who with, you know, COVID all, most of us are working from home, If you're the type of person that now is just blended your work with your life, I want you to challenge yourself. Finish up work half an hour early. See what happens. Like, you will be amazed at the results. I was amazed at the results. You might also be thinking, but Michelle, if I stop this perfectionism, it's actually going to let me accept less than good work. That shit's a fucking lie hear me out here. When you're in a perfectionist mindset, your expectations are not realistic, but you see them as realistic. It is like saying to yourself, I want to run one kilometers. And that makes sense to you. It's like, yeah, one kilometer, I want to run it. But everyone else is hearing I want to run 100 kilometers without stopping or drinking or eating and I want to do it in space (laughs) like you think that that is so normal but from the outside world it is ridiculous and I would challenge that and say would you expect these expectations that you put on yourself on another person You might say yes to that. If you do, it is because you are internalizing this and thinking that everyone else should also be the same. (laughs) When you are in the mindset, you cannot see how unrealistic this is. Once you start to pull yourself out from that and you start to see how unrealistic it is, holy shit. (laughs) Like, I would get so mad at myself at the end of the day for not getting what would take weeks done in a day or two and that seemed perfectly normal (laughs) that I could just do this all in one day all these tasks this includes time frames for getting things done and out and presented and submitted because we're always overworking on this thing all the time that's also for another episode as well because that actually feeds into people pleasing and just getting better at setting those time frames now that I'm out of that Perfectionist mindset, and I'm setting better work boundaries. I can realistically look at my time frames. Oh my god, I'm getting better quality work out. The fact is, if you leave the perfectionism behind you, the work put is actually better. You are getting more shit done, and it is, if anything, better than when you were trying to do it at like a superstar plus. As they say, A minus work out the door is better than A plus. And added to that, like I just said, who said that A plus isn't fucking good? You just think it's shit because it's determined by your thoughts and this perfectionist mindset you have with this unrealistic standard. Think about it. You could do something that you think is A plus, but then another person thinks it's just a B. And another person might think it's a C. Again, it all comes down to our thoughts. And that's why everyone's perfectionist standard is completely different. I also say a minus because anything less than that for perfectionists, like you have a mini freak out. It's like, what B work? Oh my God, no. (laughs) At the end of the day, if you keep waiting for shit to be perfect, You're stopping yourself from growing and learning. Being perfect is actually being imperfect. Hear me out. If we are always changing and growing, then nothing can be in a final state of perfection. Hence, perfection is actually imperfection. That is some deep meta shit right there. Imperfection is the new perfection. A minus work. Giving it a fucking go. Sending out something you're willing to fail. Being realistic. That's what perfectionism should be. This concept and this mind flip I just did around perfectionism, it can be a little while to understand. So I'd suggest re-listening to this episode. But If this concept is hard for you and you want to learn more and you want to take back your life a little bit, feel free to work with me. I have conquered this shit. Sure, it pops up from time to time, but I can quickly catch it. I can bring myself back. And now it's just a faint noise in the background. So I wish you the best of luck. And if anything from this episode, if you are working back, due to your perfectionistic tendencies. Just try cut half an hour off your time. Just give it a go and see what happens. Hey, are you feeling super overwhelmed on the weekend? You just cannot stop thinking about work and you really wish there was an off button. Well, you should sign up for my five-day challenge, how to disconnect from work and enjoy your weekend again in a way that actually works for you, not against you. Doom scrolling on social media or binging Netflix. That's a thing of the past. I'm going to teach you a secret that I only share with my one-on-one clients that I'll be sharing for free in this challenge. Over the next five days, we're going to go through why you keep worrying, how to handle the top three most common weekend worries, and a step-by-step guide on how to get you out of anxiety and back into calm so you can truly enjoy your time off. Link is in the show notes below to sign up. We start on Wednesday, the 22nd of November. I'll see you there.